Welcome to the BD1 Podcast. This is Mike, your podcaster. Uh, I want to say hello to everybody out there. Thanks for clicking on and listening to us. Uh, one of the things I want to talk about today or this podcast is about, uh, has to do with the off-season. Even though we're in the middle of football, I want to, these casts can be listened to at any time. So um, I want to talk to you about camps and what you do in the off-season. You know, yes, football has started in between uh, – you know, August and December, if you're lucky enough to be playing in your state's championship, uh, that's your showtime, I think. That's, yeah, you're conditioning, you're working out, but, you know, a lot of your training and your agility and your extra coaching you're going to get, um, you know, in the off season between January and uh, July and August, early August. And I want to talk to you about that. And it is so important uh, to go out and, and be able to do agility drills. And if you cannot afford to have a private trainer. I know they sound uh, expensive. Some of them you can probably find relatively inexpensive, but it's amazing what you can find on YouTube. Um, You can get on there and and find different agility drills for linemen, receivers, quarterbacks, defensive backs, you know, and even if you got to get and put some trash cans out or some, some, you know, old Coke cans or bottles out to separate to do your 5-10-5 or your shuttle drills or just different obstacle courses, then do that. You know, also a, a really big spare tire works really well. As you can see, J.J. Watt in the offseason works out with those. A lot of the athletes do. But what I want to talk to you about is going to camps. Now, if you're a youngster, uh, you know, we uh, all of us have parents, most of us have done this for our kids when they're in sixth and seventh grade or, or even fifth grade. I mean, we send them over to these big university, these big, you know, sleepover camps where, you know, they get to sleep in the dorms and, you know, there must be a thousand kids at these camps. And, you know, those are a lot of fun, but it gets them exposed to other kids, other athletes out there and getting used to a system, getting used to coaches yelling and, and pointing and very, very structured. So, you know, those camps are really good, but as you progress and you get into uh, your freshman year in high school. Um, if you go to a camp uh, that's in your area, try to, you know, usually your state schools like University of Texas down here uh, that we have uh, does a huge camp for kids and they do the sleepovers. So does Texas A&M and Baylor and most of your schools will do it. TCU, Texas Tech, SMU. And those are really good. It's the same thing. It's, it's you know, getting these kids out there and getting working and get them into a structure and but they're you know the also the universities are fishing they're getting to see who's out there and what kids are coming up so it's a give and take on both of them they're not ever going to be recruited they're not ever going to be approached at, by these coaches at these camps but um that is uh something that that you can do but as you get into your sophomore year and i would strongly recommend between your freshman and sophomore year you start looking at the position that you were going to play and is that the position that you are going to play? Um, how do you feel about it? Are you dedicated to it? Do you love it? Is that what you want to do? And then what are the requirements for that? Um, is a lot of them, is, you know, is you have to be agile. You have to be able to move and bend. And um, with you offensive linemen, you know, low man wins. The lower you can go, the that's who's going to win that battle. So... Look at your camps and look at what uh, position that you're in and where is it that you want to go. At this time, you 
I would strongly recommend you stay away from these these huge what I call cattle call camps. Uh, they're not for you. You're now beginning to specialize. You're taking your position serious. You're doing the work, getting the extra training, or watching the YouTube videos, whatever you can do to make yourself better. But going to these large camps where you have just um, a lot of other kids there you know you're broken out into different areas there's a lot of rotations going on you're getting in front of a lot of different coaches with you know quick information look at camps that are gonna you know benefit you the most look at these quarterback challenge camps I know a lot of you quarterbacks that are really serious about it are doing the seven on seven during the uh, summertime they're you know late May into June those are great uh, and also gets to see you know you can kind of see the, the teams that are coming up with the receivers. But uh, as a quarterback and receiver and defensive back, look at your quarterback challenge camps. You have a lot of people. I think Coach Jenkins uh, put on a quarterback challenge camp uh, with David Klingler. Uh, there's a lot of these professional quarterbacks that will have these camps. And, you know, as I'm looking here on the website, just in regular camps, I'm on page 22. I'm just going to quit looking. But, you know, there's so many camps. And there's going to be camps in your area, so you don't have to travel outside and really kind of get out there and, and uh, you know, uh, venture out too far. But if you want to, that's fine. I always say if you really want to see how good you are, get outside your state. Uh, my son was one of the top-ranked uh, offensive linemen when he was coming out of high school, going into his senior year. But what did that mean? That, that meant nothing to me. So we decided to take Zach and go to an out-of-state camp because when we go to the local camps, you know, he's the biggest guy there. He's 6'5", you know, 290 pounds, biggest kid there. When we go up to the Notre Dame camp, and there's nine of Zach. So you go from being the big kid in the camp to now you're one of nine. So really kind of put it in perspective. And the Notre Dame camp was excellent. Coach Heastead and Mike Dembrock run a great camp up there. And everybody was broken into groups. They had a lot of coaches, and it was very informative. But this did not discourage us at all or make us rethink our, our you know, what, what we thought about Zach. It just, uh, it just raised the bar for him and increased his confidence. The point here is to think outside the box and think about these uh, camps, these specialty camps. Like your offensive linemen, I would go and – Look at your O-line challenges. And the O-line challenges, you're not going to have receivers and quarterbacks and, and defensive backs and safeties. And, you know, you're going to have defensive ends. You're going to have linebackers. You're going to have defensive linemen. You're going to have offensive linemen, center, guard, tackle, tight end maybe. But these are very specific camps, and you're going to get some great educational value out of that. Um, so when you're thinking about a camp, I really would like you to, uh, you know, one, venture outside of your area. Get outside where people don't know you. Uh, you know, you go to one or two camps, yeah, you win the camp challenge, yeah, you're a big man, whatever. You know, go outside somewhere where nobody knows you and see how you react and see how other people react to you. You're also going to meet other coaches. You're going to see other people, and these coaches talk. These high school coaches will talk to their local universities if they, they have relationships with them. And if some young stud shows up at their camp that's from somewhere else, don't you think 
for a second that uh, they won't hear about it because everybody, you know, they're all trying to talk and spread the word and get the get the edge on uh, the next guy coming up. So um, look at your camps, O-linemen, look at the O-line challenges, your defensive guys, look at the O-line challenges and uh, go there. Sometimes these camps are, you know, they're not just one day. They're two-day or they're three-day challenges to where you're going to spend the night, so it's going to be a little bit of cost there for you. Parents are going to have to be put up in a hotel if they stay. Um, you know, there's one of the camps, the Notre Dame camp that we went to, uh, the schools were really big up in that area, uh, the high schools, and, and sending their entire offense and defensive line to these camps. And it was really impressive to see. And, and a lot of them stood, stayed at the hotels. They weren't staying on campus in the dorms. But uh, still to have that kind of commitment for your team and bringing those kids to those camps was really good to see. So um, strongly recommend you look at those. Be very specific to you. Start honing in on the position you're playing. Really dedicate yourself to it. Really get good at it. And make that commitment. And, you know, when you're talking about uh, working out you're in the off season, you know, ask your coach and your trainer what the program they have. And, and all your coaches are going to have something for you. They're not just going to want you to sit around playing video games and eating bonbons on the couch and Cheetos. Uh, they're going to have their weight programs and they're going to have their workout programs. And, you know, it's amazing what push-ups, sit-ups, and a jump rope can do for you. So even if you don't have that ability, if your desire and your heart is really to play and really to play at that next level, start thinking about and using the resources and the power of the web and the social media of how to get better and how to get that competitive edge. And... I always would like to say if uh, lay low, man, don't uh, don't tell people what you're doing. Just kind of come out of nowhere. So that way when the season starts, everybody might think you've been sitting around and not doing anything. But all of a sudden, look who just showed up. So when you're working out during these off times, get up every morning, stretch, stretch at night and stretch in the morning because when you're at home, and you're lounging around and maybe you're not working out as intently, your muscles will keep you, you know, keep you combined and keep you confined. And you want to grow. And you're going to grow at night while you're sleeping. So you got to be able to stretch and stretch those muscles so your, your bones can grow. And when you get up in the morning, stretch again. If you've got stairs, you offensive linemen, defensive linemen, especially your defensive backs, hold on to the rail, but go down the stairs backwards. I used to do this to Zach all the time, make him go up and down the stairs backwards. He couldn't stand it. But what's the first step 99% of the time he's going to take? He's going to step back and plant. So if you can really get comfortable with yourself moving backwards, going up or going down, when you're out on that football field and your feet get tangled up or you're starting to trip or whatever, you're going to be really able to catch yourself and uh, be athletically um, – coordinated enough to save yourself and and to get yourself in a position where you can stand your ground you know by stretching if you don't think so your offensive linemen if you don't think stretching is important one of the first things they did when we were at the Notre Dame camp is they lined up the all the offensive linemen and they were doing their exercises and they got everybody doing the duck walk everybody was down trying to hit their butt on the ground and then stand up uh, you got to keep those patellas uh, 
tendon, tendons t- uh, stretched out. You don't want to get patellar tendonitis. Uh, keep your muscles all stretched out and being able to come up. And, you know, a lot of you guys are in the weight room and you're squatting 300, 400, 700 pounds, whatever it is you're squatting. Some of these kids are un- just unbelievable. Uh, it should be no problem for you to squat down and pick yourself back up. So that's a huge thing for me is stretching and then walking up and down stairs backwards. If you don't have any stairs, you know, set up a little obstacle course in your backyard and do your little your little uh, walking around or, or a little agility in your backyard. But, you know, in today's environment, there's uh, that can't attitude or I don't have attitude, you know, should not exist anymore. If you've got the attitude, and we talked about this, of having that heart-to-heart talk with your coach of what position you want to play and do you have the talent to play and – uh, you know, if you're going to dedicate yourself and your parents are going to dedicate themselves to you, you need to step up and go that extra distance. Maybe, you know, you don't have the money to go to a, a nice, uh, you know, acceleration camp or something like that. But like I said, there is pallets that you can jump up on. You, you have spare tires you can throw around or push around or run through. Um, you have cans or old Coke bottles you can set up for your shuttle drills. You know, create that environment for you. And then, you know, your parents see you doing that. Uh, maybe they'll figure out, you know, where to get the money to send you because they know you're dedicated and, and they know that you're not going to waste it and it's not going to be a waste of time. So um, one of the other things I'd like for you to do is go register yourself. We talked about this in the first one with the NC2A, the clearinghouse. They're going to ask you to set up an account. Uh, it doesn't cost you anything, but basically that uh, you get a registration number and they have your email. So let's get that done. Um, and let's, uh, let's think about these camps and the, a lot of them will, these camps getting back to that. A lot of these camps will start registering or start putting out their information, you know, usually mid February, first of March. Uh, a lot of your camps will already be up. Some of them might be up in the first of January, but most of your university camps are not going to show up until probably February or March unless they've changed that here in the past year. But I did not see any of the college camps come up until, you know, the first or second week of March. So, uh, and they're going to go quick. So try to figure out, look, go on the Internet, look at last year's camps, see what people did, where they went. Where is it that you want to go? Look, if you know there's specific coaches that you want to get information from, you know, maybe from some of the OSU coaches or, you know, one of the, if you're in, up in the north area and you've got Ohio State or Michigan coaches, I know that's cuss words for some of you guys together. <laughs> Don't throw rocks at me. But uh, find out where these coaches are and find out what camps they're coaching, and especially at the high school level. If you can get that collegiate coaching and take those techniques and go back and put it in your, your repertoire of your arsenal, uh, you're going to have the edge, and that's what you want. So uh, think about those kind of things. So let's stretch every night, every morning. Try If you have steps, go up and down those steps backwards. Try to get your coordination, your balance, uh, your footwork down, and uh, register with that NC2A. Thanks for listening to the BD1 podcast today. My name is Mike. Please don't forget to tell your friends and um, – Look at us up on our website at uh, www.bd1prospect.com. Go out and do something great today and uh, be safe. Thanks for listening.